Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet Makot, Perak Bet Mishnavav, dedicated in memory of Sandy Malach, Sarah Bat Tzadik Yaakov, continuing the theme of how the, or the, the mechanism for how the, uh, the accidental murderer gets to the city of refuge and what happens, you know, what the exact details of that process are. We say, Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda Omer, Betchila Echad Shogi Echad Meizah Magdim in the Arimeklat, Ubeitin Shochad Mavino Tamisham. That as of the moment of murder, the directions, you know, we teach people, you know, if something happens, call 911. So we teach people that, God forbid, if, if you take a life, run to a city of refuge, whether accidental, whether on purpose, just, just go there. Get to a city of refuge, protect yourself from the Gol Hadam's uh, response and potential right to take life. Just go. And then Beitin sends messengers and says, okay, you're coming with us now. And they bring them an armed escort, a protected escort, back to Beitin, where now the case can be tried. So if the person is then convicted of murder, because it was on purpose, they're put to death by Beitin. And if they were found to be completely innocent, and it was total accident, so they're set free, and the Goel Hadam has no rights to lay a finger on them. If somebody is Chayav Galut, they're subject to going into exile and running to the city of refuge. We return them to the city of refuge. In other words, they ran away and were at risk from the Goel Adam. Now they're being returned there, uh, potentially returned with protection. As the Pasuk says, the community will return them to the city of refuge. Now, this is all how they get there. How do they get out? So, truth be told, they can leave at any time. Uh, as we'll see, they're, they're, uh, they're subject to being killed if they leave, but they could leave at any time. But there is a way that this period of exile ends, namely the death of the Kohen Gadol, or a, a leading Kohen, as we'll see. Um, the Gemara talks about why this is, is that the Kohen was uh, in some way, in a way, spiritually responsible. That had the Kohen done the job better, this accidental murder wouldn't have happened. Or is it simply that the whole nation are so sad and sobered by the loss of the Kohen that people just give up their old fights and, you know, Kohanim are supposed to represent bringing peace. So they, they give up they give up their old vendettas. Anyway, so we say now is, Echad Meshuch B'Shemen HaMishchav Echad Murmur B'Begadim so there are different kinds of kohanim that all bring a uh, that all bring this relief to the accidental murderer who's hiding in the city of refuge, namely whether it is an active kohen gadol who became kohen gadol through anointment with the shemen hamishcha. The word Mashiach, like Messiah, um, in terms of redemption, Mashiach means anointed. The idea is that there are the shemen hamishcha. There was special anointing oil that Moshe Rabbeinu made, and it's used on rare occasions. It's used usually when there is a transition of the, um, the, of the malchut, of the kings, usually when it was contested. If it wasn't contested, there was no need, but if it was contested, this oil would be put on their head to show this person is the anointed king. Also used at some times for anointing the Kohen Gadol. So whether this person went from being a regular Kohen to now taking the role of Kohen Gadol because they had anointing oil put on them. Or, Echad Murubagadim, the normal way that someone became a Kohen Gadol is that they put on the outfit. It's not something that they put on, it's that they were appointed and the first time that they put on not just the regular four Kohen linen garments, but also the gold garments that only the Kohen Gadol wears, that, that was symbolic of they've been appointed Kohen Gadol. So it's not like a race to put them on. It's just a, it's a question of how we signify. So we don't always use the anointing oil. So whether someone became Kohen Gadol through the anointing oil or through the standard way of, of wearing the clothing, um, either way, if one of the, if that person, the, the Kohen Gadol dies, the accidental murderer is now free to leave the city of refuge and the Goel Adam can't lay a finger on them. 
Echad she'avra m'shichuto means even a retired Kohen Gadol. Sometimes Kohen Gadol says, listen, you know, I've been Kohen Gadol for years, so like the Supreme Court. I'm stepping back now. I want to, uh, I want to retire in, in health or maybe not in health. Um, if a retired Kohen Gadol dies, even if there's a new Kohen Gadol in place, that's still machzirin in harotzeach. That lets the accidental murderer out. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, af meshuach melchama machzirin harotzeach. Rabbi Yehuda says that there's another kind of special Kohen. These were all Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol active, Kohen Gadol retired. Uh, but now there's also the Meshuach Muhammad, the anointed Kohen for wartime. This is the eighth parak of Sota. Um, eighth parak in Masechet Sota talks about when you anoint a Kohen to be the wartime leading Kohen, goes out, gives speeches to the people to, to uh, help separate out you know, who should be going to war and who shouldn't, and to encourage them and, and uh, raise morale and is leading with the Aron and so on and so forth. So the, uh, the, even if the wartime Kohen, maybe it's been years since war, and the wartime Kohen was not necessarily Kohen Gadol, but that Kohen dies, that is also, says Rabbi Yudah, enough to, to set accidental murderers free. This, to me, is one of the most touching lines I've ever seen in a Mishnah. I love this line. That because the the death of the Kohen allows accidental murders to go free, the mothers of Kohanim, or of Kohanim Gedolim, would come around and bring food and clothing. You imagine they're bringing brownies and knitting scarves for the accidental murderers. They come by every so often, hello, accidental murderer, how's it going in your city of refuge? Listen... I made you brownies just the way you like, and I put in, uh, you, you like blondies? I put in some chocolate chips, and here's a nice sweater for you. And you looked cold last time. I made you a hat. Why? Because they want to make a nice relationship with these murderers, so these murderers shouldn't pray and dive into Hashem to please let the Kohen Gadol die so they can go free. There's a conflict of interest here. So maybe if they like the Kohen Gadol's mother, they'll stay in their city of her and say, look, how could I ever pray such a man should die? He's got a very nice mother, and she bakes beautifully. Let's say the uh, the Kohen Gadol dies after the accidental murder has been convicted. He doesn't go to Galut because he's already been convicted. And even though he didn't get to the city of refuge yet, still the, uh, the Kohen Gadol has died after conviction. They don't go into Galut. If the person is still on trial and they've not yet been convicted of accidental murder and the Kohen Gadol dies and a new Kohen Gadol is appointed in the meantime, and then they're convicted, they only leave on the death of the second Kohen Gadol, because it's only after the conviction that the death of the Kohen would set someone free.